Who are you, sir? If the carriage were bigger, he would have stood in it. He would have strutted through it as he did through his office in London. What's your name? he demanded. Larson, said the gentleman. He looked to either side. I'm connected with the trade. Then you should be hanged, said father. He threw himself back against the seat, wrapping his palm with his cane. I'd do it myself. I gladly would. Larson's hands went back to his lap. His feet, like small animals, made themselves comfortable on the top of his box. Then his eyes closed, and it was as though he'd never moved at all. The carriage swept down a long hill, and the hooves of the horses thundered ahead. With a cry from the driver and a jangle of harness, we hurtled down into a forest of beech trees, and the moonlight vanished from the coach. But in the last flicker through the branches, I saw the gentleman smile. A word of advice, said he. You stay clear of that ship, the dragon. I heard Father snort, a sound I knew well. I'd seen his clerks cringe at that noise, whole rows of them turning their heads. She's bad luck, Larson continued. No, she's worse than that. She's evil. How can a ship be evil? I asked. I don't know, said he. I'm only aware of the one that is. The whip cracked and cracked again. The driver's shouts came quickly, shrill in the clatter of iron and wood. The horses, snorting, pulled us at a gallop, and black on black the trees went by. I could only imagine the speed, but it must have been at least ten miles an hour. A ship can't be evil, said Father. That's nonsense. I hope so, said Larson his voice nearly lost in the clamour. At least I've warned you. And who are you to warn me? But Larson had no chance to answer. The horses screamed in sudden fright, and the carriage jolted heavily. I was thrown forward, nearly from my seat. Father's cane went spinning from his hands. What the devil? said he. A pistol shot exploded, cracking through the night. The carriage skittered sideways at such a speed that it tilted up on two wheels before falling flat again with a jarring bang of wood. As we came to a stop, a second shot rang out, and in its echo cried a voice taut with peril, "'Stand and deliver!' "'Oh, Lord!' said Father." A highwayman. In the darkness we could hear his boots tapping on the road. He came toward us step by step, and when he halted there was silence, a dreadful stillness I could feel. The moon shone through the trees with a light that was cold and flat, more awful than the darkness. It spilled in through the windows and made grim white ghosts of Father and Larson. And into that silent, eerie world fell a single sound, the cocking of a pistol. 
father touched my knee. "'Whatever happens, John,' he said, "'you keep your tongue in your head. Understand?' I nodded. I felt I couldn't speak if I wanted to. Father's fingers squeezed, then fell away. He said, "'Perhaps it's the baggage he's after.' "'I rather hope so,' said Larson. "'He moved his feet from the box "'and bent forward to lift it to his lap. "'The highwayman came closer, "'the sound of his boots like the sound of the box's latches "'as Larson thumbed them open. "'But I'm afraid it might be myself he wants.' "'Driver, step down,' said the highwayman. "'Quickly now!' The coach rocked. There was a squeal of springs and the thud of heavy boots. A horse stomped and whinnied, and all the sounds of the forest returned.